0: Welcome to a new episode of my Dear Kitchen in Helsinki podcast. My guest today is Ruby van der Wecken from Omoma. This is a food cooperative using environmentally and socially sustainable food production methods and is based on community-supported agriculture. Ruby works both at the farm and with the development of the co-op with a personal background on global justice movement, solidarity economy, and commons. Ruby and I talked about Omama's practices and ideals, alternative food networks, problems of the global food system, and how we can envision a just and democratic food future. You can check Omama's website at www.omama.fi. Hope you enjoy our discussion as much as I did. Okay. Uh, hello, Ruby, and thank you uh, for you know, uh, accepting this interview uh, invitation. I'm super excited and super happy to finally get to know you, first of all, but also um, I like OMAMA and what you're doing a lot. So I also ha- I'm also also happy to talk about OMAMA today. Um, so first of all, can you talk a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, um, you could also tell a little bit about your personal relationship with food. How did this all start uh, or when? Uh, and also what you do in Omama, like what are your duties?
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you, first of all, Ashley. Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you for inviting Omama here. Um, that was a very nice invitation to get, and as a pleasure, it's a pleasure to, to participate. Um, yeah, it's a bit to my own context uh, in which I'm participating here. Um, coming out of an activist background, we could say, um, normally introduce that as being a member of the global justice movement as a way to, to, to like to introduce uh, that learning as an activist that has really been grounded in in those first years of the World Social Forum process. Um, I don't know if that's still known to everybody who is listening, um, But at the time, the the process was a global process of of national and regional thematical gatherings, uh, which were standing in opposition to neoliberalism and -hmm. wanting to bring other voices to the forefront, other practices, right? Uh, Alternatives, if you like. Um, That was an important process to me, a learning school. And and that process was also grounding a lot in 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 the wanting to learn from experiences from the global south. And that for me then continued later on as I was working in Finland uh, for uh, the environmental foundation Siemenpol, uh, which is uh, working with partners in the global south in the constant of, of Finnish development cooperation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that is a bit uh, that background. Um, yeah, then in the last 10 years, um, I've had more engagement on a local level in Finland. And, and that started for me actually uh, with being an uh, an active founding member of a process called the Helsinki Time Bank, mm. which was founded in two thousand nine, a um, time bank is a process in which people exchange services against time. So you don't exchange money, but everybody's time, needs, and um, capacities are considered equal, and in that way you work together. So that wanted to raise a progressive voice with regards to complementary currencies for for other economy building in Finland, and. Um, that then has brought me brought me a little bit later uh, to now then be an active producer member, as we can call it, of uh, of Omama, mm-hmm. uh, which is a food cooperative uh, based some thirty kilometers outside of Helsinki, or at least that's where the farm is. It's of course a strong urban, urban and more countryside link um, where we produce food bags, and which is a very active and, and alive, uh, wonderful uh, process. Uh, around its production and around also what the co-op is and, and what can be under, well, one umbrella you could say is that of self-sufficiency, one mm-hmm. keyword here. But so, um, yeah, I could say that both these initiatives, the Time Bank and also OMAMA Cooperative, um, they are then, they are kind of belonging, or, well, I see them as part of political envisioning, which has been really empowering, which is that issue is that uh, we can be through a solidarity economy building, through an economy which is built on other values. We can actually be coming to much more commons and commoning building in our societies, meaning that the notion that we can be co-governing, co-having in our hands um, processes around our daily needs, and that is also something that had been active around. So that is a bit, a bit of the background uh, with which I'm um, standing here. Okay. Um, But so then concretely in Omama, yeah, I'm a producer member there. If you ask me my relation to food, I'm going to be very honest with you. When I joined Omama Food Cooperative, which was already uh, before the time that I now for three years am a daily, uh, someone who daily drives out to the farm. Um to, to be very honest, I did not know what to do much in the kitchen at all, to be very honest. Um, as you might perhaps believe, listening to me, this was totally a uh, political, ideological influence decision to join the co-op. I knew it was a good thing, but at the same time, the cupboards at home were piling up with with many things. And, and it was, uh, yeah, so uh, that used to be laughed about. Um, mm. But so so that was then, and now have been coming a, a long way, even though it still remains a a learning process uh, for sure. So mm-hmm. I, on a daily basis, I head out with others to the farm, mm-hmm. having a very hands-on role, uh, super, <laughs> a lot of new learning for me, uh, and also a coordinating role, so involved in the daily co-op activities, production, but also mm-hmm. things like administration, and then further development of the hope um, so yeah it's a very multi multi-dimensional role for which i'm super thankful and which is um yeah it's it's a it's a it's been a great time now these three years to be part yeah. of Omoma like this you've
0: been with three three years with omama
1: yes in that role yeah. yeah yeah
0: so for uh to start with um for our listeners can you introduce omama like um what is it uh, exactly. How can people be members? What are your sustainable production methods? Uh, decision making. How does it make? Just uh, give us information about Omama.
1: Yes, glad to elaborate. So our co-op, Omama, meaning own land, right? So it is based in Tursola, like I was telling, some thirty kilometers outside of Helsinki. It feels a bit far, but actually it's just a half an hour. It's a half an hour drive away. Mm -hmm. And it was a co-op which was founded already in 2009, um, practicing ecologically and socially sustainable food production. Um, In in that time, our our main farmer, uh, Jukka Lassila, he tried already in different forms uh, to see together with others, of course, that how can we be together, organized around our want to be uh, producing food. Uh, But then since 2014, Uh, the cooperative is working according to, as it is called, community-supported agriculture principles. Mm -hmm. So it means that producer members and food members in the co-op, they form a network of mutual support. And in that support network, you share, of course, all the good times and you share the harder times. Mm -hmm. So that's the logic uh, besides that. And, of course, the logic is also very much to get active Active membership around food and to actually, as much as possible, get away the barriers between producer and food member. It's meant to be a process of change uh, in people's lives. So, the co op has different um, active producing um, members on the farm. Um, there are some hundred, what would it be today, some hundred eighty food members,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: different people have different roles. Mm-hmm. Some are at the moment not active. Others are finding themselves every week engaged in the distribution of the food bags. Some find themselves perhaps monthly or once and a half year or weekly coming out to the farm. So there are many, some are taking up very central roles, different members. So there are quite a variety of different engagement levels that are open to the members. And to put it short, that is all okay. Mm-hmm. Omama is the invitation. Uh, for all to join who is interested and then the level to which you can be doing what you're doing it's basically all Mm -hmm. okay um so yes we are working according to permacultures and that includes of course crop rotation upkeep of crop diversity Uh, An important aspect there. And this relates, of course, to carbon, carbon capture, a discussion that we are, of course, on top of at the moment, but also very much relates uh, to the upkeep of biodiversity. So actually, biodiversity is another core word if we talk about self-sufficiency. Uh, we also talk about food sovereignty. Um, we talk about biodiversity. We, for instance, there are four cows that already for a long time they are grazes in front of a protected strip in front of Tuzla Lake because actually the farm is is it's, it's an immensely beautiful beautiful spot. I, I welcome anybody to come to see out for themselves. And the farm looks out on Tuzula Lake and is bordering Tuzula Lake. And in front of that is a protected strip um, where um, Uh, where cows are are, uh, fulfilling their role basically as biodiversity upkeepers. We otherwise do not do anything else Mm -hmm. with cows. Um, So yeah, another core value already mentioned, food sovereignty, of course, the right of people to be determining their food system, how they produce, how they distribute, and how they consume. And um, that goes very hand in hand, already putting it on the table because it's such a core notion. It goes hand in hand with something that we have been learning from our, from our farmer, Yucca, uh, and that basically for food, we can be uh, learning how core it is to systemic change, and that actually by changing our food systems, so meaning the production, distribution and consumption, mm-hmm. we can be developing pathways towards a more ecologically and socially sustainable society. Starting of course from our community. They're big words. <laughs> big words. We can be coming back to them. But just like wanting to put on the table that Omama is about food and about so much more also that food can basically give us and it wants to it wants to explore that. But I could come back a little mm-hmm. bit later yeah. but in then term in terms of our production what then concretely happens there so i was already talking about the farm the Lassila family farm in Tusula,
0: mm-hmm. so the
1: size is 50 hectares um and it has been in the in the Lasilla family already since the 17th century so we're talking about a very wow. very long process and it's a privilege to be there and to be there with the uh, also with the the, the farmers the, the, the Losila family, the, the parents and then our, our farmer and his family and, and producer members, it's a, it's a privilege. But so on the farm, uh, different grains, legumes, garden plants are, are cultivated in the open air, then we have built together a, uh, a greenhouse and the different tunnels as we call them. So like this year we were having potatoes, pumpkins, tomatoes, cucumbers, salad greens, roots, onions, garlics, different beans. So wide diversity? It's a big diversity. Of course all in notion with the with the notion of polyculture, developing of our polyculture. Mm
2: -hmm. We also have
1: an area what we call our edible forest garden and we have been actually extending that also this year. So there, there are different fruit, berries, other different kind of uh, garden plants um, that are growing there. So are also very much wanting to try to, throughout the year, enlarge the possibility to have fruits also in our food bag. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually also have a second farm in the, in the co-op, not far away from our
2: yeah, uh,
1: farm. Yeah, it's called the Kau Contela, mm-hmm. And uh, there in particular, uh, there are strawberries. Our strawberries have been growing, uh, blackcurrant berries and also a wide range of produce. Of course, all these places, they will be shifting eh? what is grown uh, at a certain year. But so this year there, there were different sweets and, and kale and um, and potatoes. So two farms and also local cooperation, actually, with with local farms. Mm-hmm. So that then concretely. Uh, gives rise to our food bags, which is, of course, for Omama, uh, a main activity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And people can be ordering them every week or every other week. You can be a tryout member for three months. You can be a full member. There are different uh, possibilities. And so at the moment, we are, well, basically, harvest is a little bit going on. We are still having our our, our sweets and our our turnips and our carrots uh, in the ground. A lot of other things, of course, already have been harvested. But so all in the food bags always will be the produce from the land, from the greenhouse, the tunnels that I mentioned, uh, and then also uh, ready-made produce uh, products. We are having a kitchen, a larger kind of kitchen warehouse, uh, which is um, standing close to our farm. Mm -hmm. a place that we are renting and we make every week also bread in our food bag and as the season goes by we will increasingly having their ready-made foods like typically like our falafel which is made from own peas Mm -hmm. satan is something we like to make oat yogurt um this is seasonal and depending on what kind of developments what elements that we are Mm -hmm. we are having Yes then you were asking also about like okay uh decisions um our democracy right yeah. um this is a constant process but we are having as is typical uh in the cooperative we are of course we are having the producer members and the food members we are having different smaller groups uh that deal with different aspects is it communication is it the financial administration issues is it the handout of the food bags um, tied with them, we then have different meetings, meetings on the farm, meetings in lots different working groups. Um, and of course, we have our annual meeting. So it, it's very much, uh, or it's come to call it, that. okay, there's no ecology without democracy. This, so this is very directly like practicing ecological democracy, if you like. Um, very important. I've also come to in, realize that at the basis of it needs to be a commitment to mutual learning. And that of course we have our we want to have our rights uh to be engaged but there's a there's such a vast amount of learning uh, also to do here to understand what our needs from different points of view
2: mm-hmm.
1: from the members from the farm and then to come to willing ears to to understand to our development but so members the ideas of course in our cooperative and as a community supported agriculture that um Members are invited to join in the activities, as already put forward. Uh, co-producing, as like to as like to call it, wanting to put the kind of the focus on the fact that you can be active in this. It's it's beyond the notion of helping. It's a it's a notion of being an active co-producer of of this reality, and we are increasingly have made that into a continuous invitation. So rather than Uh, Of course, sometimes there can be specific needs. You know that you want to be clearing out a certain barn in two weeks. It's easy to put out an invitation for that. But there's also a lot of other work which is belonging to, it's the natural world that is determining when it is right when the strawberries are ripe or when the hay needs to be getting in or or when different activities are to be happening and there's actually always something going on it's a full full processes so we are putting out this kind of ongoing invitation for members to to come on and of course it's very clear not everybody can always join for this but we're keeping it an open floor there's always somebody driving up from Helsinki and people can People can come along. Yeah, now I've mentioned already quite a lot. I, I perhaps still mention mention one, two more things um, that another area of our developments, which we have enjoyed a lot also has been um, what we have come to refer to as our farm dining. Mm. So that there are food bags, our, our production, and that is then also a little bit of a crowning when, of course, when we are able to, to bring it all to the table uh, put it like that. So we have been having three-course dinners mainly for our members, and of course now we have been dealing with the Corona time, so that of course has set a little bit of a hampering on that development. But uh, it's 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 still in the picture,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that has been a um, a wonderful thing. Um, and then still, perhaps lastly, I mentioned that um, that uh, the learning process that I already also put an emphasis on. There are different kind of ideas that we're having around how we can learn together on the farm, um, different kind of peer-to-peer production possibilities that we like to think of as as Maia also. So it's, it's a school,
2: yeah.
1: it's an ongoing living living school where you can learn. It's, it's food production, building together, learning to do the mass together of the, of the, carbon, the carbon, of the change, of the sustainability. There, there's an infinite uh, possibility for hands-on learning, mm-hmm. hands-on, but also thought process development. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, ma- many angles. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I will ra- wrap up on that. So basically, what are, yeah, what are saying? It's a, it's a process.
0: Yeah, and it's like listening to a dreamy place for me. Like, uh, I mean, all you're doing is just not just, just. Food as a thing, but food as a relationship, uh, completely. And and I love the idea, and everything. Um, but so so you're very much as you said, hands in in the farm. And can can you just tell the story of your one day at the farm? Just very briefly, really, really, like um, what happens there. Yes. Um.
1: Yeah, days can be very different or basically all days are very different. Yeah. And 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 sometimes even our, our group can be very, very different from day to day and our produce can be different day, very different. Um, which is of course also the beauty of it all. But I mean so normally are driving up so that we meet at nine o'clock at the at the farm and we come together over over breakfast. And that already happens in the in the in the house of our of the senior members of the farm farm family, the La family, so that's already a very special mm-hmm. getting together there with everybody. Um, breakfast and of course then we at some point we start to talk about the tasks of the day or what's happening that week um, and we will set out to be going about them and, and then again at lunchtime it's just also special to mention it will be also it's the it's the mother of our farmer who is making lunch for us every day and it's wonderful to then also share with her and all that we have been doing coming from her background and and how this how this happens and so then we check base on everything and, and we carry on but so yeah this can be days can be very different. Sometimes there are limited just to that. Sometimes days can be carrying on in shifts in the evenings or in the weekends. Of course, in, in summer, it can be super, super intensive. And then we need to take care of each other. Of course, also, there needs to be a time to give and to take. So the idea is, of course, also always that you can to be taking back your times. But there are sometimes certainly very, very intensive times that that um, that require a lot of a lot of keeping on Ongoing, and one needs to find somehow a, a balance in that. Um, but so I can, for instance, give the example of our last uh, bag day, perhaps bag days. We have two bag days in the week, so that was a little bit. That's always then a little bit more production oriented.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But so uh, on, on, it was on Tuesday, meaning that was yesterday. So I went to the second farm of our cooperative. That's where I started, and I collected turnips. So we had we had forty bag, forty four bags. Uh, on Tuesday and I collected some five uh, turnips per person. Mm -hmm. And I also cleaned them. And after that, I went to the cellar there at that farm because that's where we were having potatoes and and carrots. So I I packed those up and by then it was uh, was about time for lunchtime and went to meet everybody else there and, and check about how everything had been going. So by that time, somebody else had already been selected, the 44 pumpkins for that day that are going into the food bag. And somebody else had been harvesting the carrots, as well as the bolsternakka. What are those again? In, in, uh, yes, yfarsinets, yes. And in the meantime, somebody else had been taking care of the chickens and also for all the washing of the eggs that would be going into our, in our, to our bags of the day. And that, there was still somebody else who had been breaking bed in, in, bread in the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. so that, is, that is how we found ourselves then during, during lunchtime. And um, then in the afternoon, I joined the person in uh, our our kitchen building, warehouse building, which we call Rannan And I I went to pack up some of our dry products that were belonging to the food bags. It were barley, barley groats that day. Mm. And um, at that point, somebody else had already been taking care of the onions and the garlics that were going in the food bags. So then I set out to, um, wait a minute. Yes, it was the tomatoes. I started to... Uh, slice up ripe tomatoes because we are also into at the moment to, for them to go into the dryer because we're into the making of of sun-dried uh tomatoes um while well, somebody else next to me was working still on seeds that she has been gathering and uh, also drying because we're working now more on our seeds so, our so that went then basically on until about until uh, about four and then it was uh then it is the moment that you need to start to check and make sure that that uh, that everything is there. Forty-five times, mm. um, certain bags will be picked up from the farm, and then you drive will be driving things to Helsinki. Um, was there about a little bit after five, and there, of course, then there is the pre-packing of the food bags before they will be given mm. given to the people. So on back days, it can be that yeah, you you leave around around eight and then you you find yourself back at home when you find yourself back at home <laughs> but um yeah that was uh mm-hmm. that was what I did on tuesday
0: and i I also uh, forgot to mention uh in in the previous with the previous question that um I'm going to put the link to Omama's website on the description when i publish i published this uh, podcast in different platforms. So it's possible to do that on YouTube, uh, but uh, in the other platforms, it's not possible. So, um, so I think we can say that people can just check, you know, if you want to know more or be part of it, uh, they can just Google Omama and then find. And uh, I, 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 for the English-speaking only uh, listeners, there, you have also a very good English uh, part in the website, so, so just go and, and check uh, um, if you're interested, uh, this is for our listeners. Um, so now I want to ask you about a bit of a kind of general question uh, that connects with uh, OMAMA. So this kind of uh, co- food co-ops like OMAMA are uh, generally grouped under the term alternative food networks, um, as in an alternative to the conventional food system. But uh, what do you think about this word alternative?
1: Mm. yeah that that word alternative have yeah, I guess what first of all, a movement response would be to say that, wait a minute that what is the alternative? What is the normal mm. right? Why do we speak of that what is more socially and ecologically just as being the alternative that should that not be the be the norm so that's always the word the, the problem with the world alternative no but of course i mean i also use the word alternative and and um since food system changes what well, we're striving way so we're trying to find alternative ways to mm-hmm. so the current main stream system of, mm-hmm. of of producing and distribution and consumption so in that sense alternative yes but however mm. The alternative should be the normal, right? You' yes. have to have another way to talk about that. Mm-hmm. but: But yes.
0: Mm. Um, so uh, now you, you I already uh, can understand from what you said, uh, like some of your um, ideas about the bigger picture, but let's now talk more about them. What do you think is the most? Uh, important problem currently in the global food system that needs the m- most urgent attention. Now I know this is a big question, but uh, just however you want to how uh, you want to tell us, just do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess
1: well, first of all, goes without saying that anyone would like to answer to that. I mean, would like to. Get an answer to that question that there that basically there should no be no more hunger in today's world, right? That in itself is is, is a failure, but uh, there would perhaps be others who would be better equipped to be talking about that in it in itself and and um, give it spoke more profound about that. But I would like to actually take this question into into another direction. And um, indeed, like you like you were saying. Um, was have already been partly pointing out to that, and have been pointing out to the fact that how uh, the discussion around um, bringing more and more commons and commoning into our into our lives, basically, in order to come to more justice, is an inspirational envisioning. And I've been I've been then learning from our farmer Yuka Yucca Lasila, been learning for further about how to look at the things at at Omama. Um, And there we can connect this to a thinking about systemic change in a society. So our want to come to radically come to more socially and ecologically just society that we can have a notion of systemic change as being possible if it is rooted in people's processes around their daily needs, be that food, energy, um, mobility. Um, I'm going to, Read a quote from Yuka. I do this well often, often, so I'm going to do it again. A very, a very small quote because it just tells it so, so well. So, he said in one one interview with an, with another, actually, Commons comrade, uh, another Yuka, actually, Yuka <laughs> Peltokoski. He he said it like this, and I translated it. That that food is a core societal thing. Food is first of all what joins all of us and in whose hands the control of our food system is, including, of course, water. In those hands, the control of society lies. In other words, people can more govern their own lives if food, the food system, is in better control. In that sense, all efforts done to get food back under the control of people is very important for the development of society. And only by addressing this, we can change our society into being more just and fair. So it's putting to the forefront. And we always, when we say that food, energy, mobility, housing, that those are game changers in our societies, this is saying that, yes, but only if and when those processes are in the hands of people mm-hmm. and taken away from um, well, of course, basic uh, profit, profit-driven profit um, market dynamics. Um, so then if you ask what is the, a big problem, I think at least there is one of our big problems in the way we look at the solutions. There are quite a lot of solutions coming around which are also having quite often, um, well, intense technologically uh, perspectives to it or that are seeking answers in... Um, in the fact that technology can be bringing us uh, further and solutions are a lot looked in, in, in that area. And whilst I'm not to say that being against um, technology or development uh, in that sense and and learning from, from technology, um, there's a core point here that if we're talking about food uh, and, and talking about solutions, that we're talking about it being a game changer
2: mm-hmm.
1: if and when it is in the hands of, of people. Um, and that brings also another very important notion to the forefront, and that is, of course, the, the notion of food sovereignty and acknowledging the fact that if we want it to be possible for people elsewhere to have their food sovereignty, which we often are willing to acknowledge, it should be possible elsewhere in the global south that people can be growing what they're eating, Mm-hmm. It should not be so that they just produce from markets and that they themselves go hungry because they're, or, or undernutrition because there's absolutely no sovereignty. We've got to understand it's only possible if we take our food sovereignty in our hands.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is a call for us here back to justice elsewhere won't happen if we don't take things in our hands as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yes, I this remains for me a core point too. to to bring to the forefront Mm.
0: and uh, this this is uh, this made me so excited because I'm currently also uh, focusing uh, on people's relationship with food but also uh, with each other through food and how we can we should we can take our food futures in our own hands like and uh, with my designer background I'm also trying to bring that into the question like how can I how can design have something uh, in this question? Like, could, I be, could it be a facilitator? Could it uh, offer some more different kinds of communications or more creative ways of bringing to be people together around food and things like that? So that's why what you're saying are, are all very interesting and very exciting for me. But uh, you, you all, we already talked about food sovereignty and you know food justice and, and things like that. And um, but more, much, a bit more detailed. I'm just want to ask you: We think that Finland is uh, quite, you know, food secure, democratic, relatively gender equal, etc. Is Finland, do you think, really food secure?
1: Well, I've understood Finland is, 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 is not food secure, I mean, not the, not the way that we have been uh, building up things um, and the way that we are treating our environment mm. and um, how we are taking care of our, our land and our forests and our biodiversity. Um, but I've also come to understand that we, we need to look uh, beyond that and take in the notion of, of food sovereignty.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Of which of course food security is one part Mm -hmm. of that but it also takes a step a step further and it is important to to um to focus on that and then indeed that whole issue of this um food systems change that you want to see then in par with that to come to societal change Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. in itself uh food security that is a notion that was developed at the time it were the it were the small farmers that stood up in movements like Via Campesina globally, and who came to say that uh, food security that does not that does not get us where we where we want to go. That has nothing to do with what is happening with our livelihoods, what is happening uh, with our environment, what is happening um, for justice. That is then where food sovereignty thing comes in. It takes us further, and it's got to be something that also we here mm-hmm. look at. Yes. From different perspectives, yes, especially. socially and environmentally.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, so back to now, Omama itself and, in, uh, and its members and its community. Um, first of all, how do you reach how do you reach people, or how do people find you? And uh, what are your main communication channels? I mean, you have a website, you have a Facebook page, and you know, you're you're using social network, but how are how how is it happening
1: yeah, yeah, those in these are being used so quite traditional in 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 that sense, you could say, mm-hmm. um and also well, I think everybody's at the moment also seeing the 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 limitations with it, I mean, it is serving to a certain purpose mm-hmm. um and um, So in our closed Facebook group, for instance, we also talk quite a lot with our members. And so it's an an upkeep of a relation, perhaps even more important in these times when the physical close contact is just just what it is at the moment. Um, um, And of course, what has been good has been um, interviews, interviews in different media with different producer members. Of course, those have also been good moments that will be used also to try to spread things. But by far, the main... The main thing, which is the, the best advocate of Oma and which also speaks the best to people, is when members tell about Omama mm-hmm. to others it's that word to word communication,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is clearly, clearly uh, the most meaningful, um, both in terms of the conveying of the messages and in creating already some sort of a um, perhaps interest or also trust-based towards what, what omamai is when you when you know somebody who is with. So that's very clear that that is an important, very important channel for us and, and um, a logic one.
0: Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, when, when it comes to your members, do you have a general profile of uh, your, your members? Or are there, what I'm curious is, are there any certain age groups or, or gender groups or, you know, Finnish foreigner uh, groups um, that are pre- more prevalent than uh, the other ones? Or is it, do you think it's, it's a diverse group? What do you think?
1: It's quite a diverse profile. Um, it, it It is clear also the more that in certain groups, certain people come on board, like you, you mentioned. Well, for instance, um, amongst uh, foreign students, uh, there can have been that somebody has been joining, has been passing on the word, and, and you can be seeing these kind of developments. So we actually have quite a quite a large group of also um, uh, with different backgrounds uh, who are joining. And that means also that in your communications, you want to check base that everybody's able to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work quite a lot in English as well. Also for other other reasons, in the sense that it's also for 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 several of us, it's still a it's still um the the easiest and the best way to communicate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, of course also, uh, and that is of course also, I guess something that you want to raise is that in in how far can we call ourselves really a uh, radical alternative? If you take it, and that is what the. Uh, friend recently reminded of that if you want to talk of the fact that an alternative is radical then it must mean that it also reaches and is for and of the the poor so to call so to speak right um Mm -hmm. otherwise the word radical becomes rather compromised Mm -hmm. and of course i think that if we want to talk about like that and omah might is clear that there are that we um that we did, we actually need different other things also in place, different supporting mechanisms, so that Obama could, in that sense, also be uh, present present for more and different people. But that's a, that's a process that has to do with our society,
2: yeah. our
1: society at large as well, and also um, in what kind of a moment in time we are. We are very much in a building-up phase, have to deal with certain uh, realities and in, in how far, what can we do then for whom. Mm-hmm. Uh, is of course a developing process but something we are also very much aware of for whom is Omama and for whom can Omama be
2: yeah. whereas
1: in itself it, I have to say it's a, it's a very much an initiative which wants to have a very open floor uh, to to each and everyone who wants to who is who's curious and, and wants to see that besides good food and healthy food that um, what what kind of possibilities are there there in that co-op for me to engage yeah. in what can it be giving me
0: um so what do you think of the um about the community building aspect of uh, of co-ops in general but also specifically uh, omama
1: yeah yeah omama is, is a csa right so community community supported agriculture the word community comes up immediately and of course we talk a lot about this
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, about the good things and about the challenges that we are having um of course interesting it's also so that community supported agriculture so you could think of it you turn it from the side that okay the community is caring actually together for its agriculture right for for its for its farmers mm-hmm. also in that mutual support system we very well understand what is the need also for that today we know that there are many small farmers who are basically giving up or selling out because it's just too hard and we know how that internationally what kind of um uh, enormous uh, tragic stories globally that is giving rise to but of course also closer by in finland yeah. uh, there are those pressures so that's one thing but then the other thing is also that um agriculture supporting us in the making of our, our communities and now that is not about a notion about going back to there where we come from if, if perhaps that is this is this is this is um even even though there's nothing um there are many good things there's i mean the point would be here that this is a notion that's well linked to that paradigm shifting thinking no that brought up earlier that food can be a systemic change maker when the food systems are in hands of people mm-hmm. and that then of course relates to what kind of communities we can be building up making up for the whole whole of society so that then a direct impact how can omama uh, form and, and and change basically mm-hmm. uh, communities that brings also very much to the forefront and that we're talking here about the community of practice yeah uh, a lot. No, we're talking here about the doing, the 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 doing together, the the, the getting hands on. Um, and of course, in that, I mean, we're having a very active development process around that with regards to thinking that that how in our practicing of agriculture and food production, how can we make our community a meaningful place for everyone to 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 work together. To learn, learn together. This, this, this learning aspect is, a, is an important one. How to be able to make decisions together? How to, how to celebrate? How to share in different ways? And, and yeah, there are certainly challenging in that. I mean, we are, we are trying to. To, to create quite a substantial alternative
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, that requires certainly also a good deal of commitment and, and, and fighting for it uh, as, I, as I do I certainly perceive it and feel it. It, 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 um, it can mean a lot of hard work also it sometimes it feels limited means resources and at the same time you need to take care that is the challenge you need to take care that you um don't go under in it that you keep talking to each other that you keep checking in on each other like how are you doing Pulsing how everybody is how equal are we and um there are certainly certainly challenging in challenges in that um but it's also, it's, it's, it's not only an issue of that, like external things would be a challenge here, that for instance, you don't have enough monetary resources or, or um, it's also so that uh, Obama is also called for us to be learning, to be, to be also bringing in, I mean, it's also... Attitude, attitude of how you're stepping with into Omama is also something that is, gets shaped when you're in there. It's, it's a call to learn. It's a call to learn by doing and by asking questions, um, to, have a long, to have the guts to have a long-term perspective, to, to be in it for the long haul. And I, I do think that that is something that, that building up of this, uh, this other possible world that we believe in that is possible and that is around us every day. I mean, it does certainly also require require that and I yeah then I I could perhaps it was interesting what our farmer Yuka the other day also put on the table that you know you can have different intentional communities that have been kind of like been coming together in a specific location and they are still their livelihoods or the things that they are doing in order also to be able to be having income they they are coming externally for instance can people you you can have an architecture or an IT specialist or a designer or different people that come together and they can be putting quite well-fit community practices in place whilst they're sustaining themselves through pract- uh, doings, which are happening kind of like on the side. And then we have something like Omama. In Omama you're actually coming together from the other end. You're coming together uh, in, in that doing together, in that, in that co-producing, in that, in that co-making. And then then there is also community coming out of that but i i just when he was putting it on the table i'm just kind of i'm you're realizing here that it is another another kind of process and i'm absolutely not it's something that I want to think more about and take more in our work also what does that mean for us mm-hmm. and what is then that community and then i still still a last thing that that for me because community building is such a strong word here at the moment but i think also we can see it beyond the thing that of an Omama strict uh, community um, in the physical sense that we are knowing it, the people that we know around us. I see community also being very much about the fact that it's about Ubuntu. I am because you are, and I see that as a, on a much more, um, if you like, uh, global global plane in the sense that for me, community definitely is also on a much more fluid Fluid base. I feel connected to movements moved elsewhere who who are doing what they are doing, and so in that sense, our community is large, and our possibilities okay. are large.
0: Um, yes. So, um, well, I think it's impossible not to talk about COVID nineteen <laughs> to, to nowadays. So, I, I'm I'm curious: uh, did COVID nineteen affect your work, and if so, how?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, it 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 did. Um, in concrete terms, um, it was translated in the fact that uh, more people, for whatever reason, were actually able to be joining us on the farm in spring. Mm. And we even had at some point it was so that different people put up their tents at Omama, okay. and were and were staying out there and wanted to be, be. We came to do a lot of a lot of things together. Um, during during those times perhaps because well of course you're out there in a in a spacious territory perhaps people were perceiving they were perhaps at that moment not able to do other things that they were normally doing Mm. and therefore Omama uh, was a uh, a venue to turn to and uh, and that of course was was uh, well let's say also wonderful even if of course the context cannot be called like that um, we also had more food bag orders, as I think uh, everywhere can be seen. People had more and have hopefully still uh, more of an interest in uh, and seeing the links between um, COVID, of course, and issues as our food system. Yeah. So not only is a safer food system, uh, the fact that through your food cooperative, you could be getting your food. In a way, in a safer way, not only is that uh, kind of like a answering to covid it 's of course also part of a core uh, cause cause and, 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 and um, um, something for us to be seen during the future if we 're interested mm-hmm. in uh, having less less of those those things happening around us. Uh, but we actually also very consciously made a made a point in going going beyond uh, COVID, also in our communications. We didn't somehow want to ride on on that bandwagon, so to say. We didn't want to make it the flagship of what we are doing. Ultimately, COVID is a symptom of a system that we know that is already for a very long time not well. And in the global south, uh, people have already for so long been b- bearing uh consequences of that which are actually now only more and more hitting us also home here so to speak and we are more aware of things like climate um uh collapsing biodiversity and and things like that so in that's in that scenario covid is of course uh, nothing else between brackets than a symptom so we have not wanted to to put it up front as um yeah, so so in a sense, uh, there actually happened some good things mm-hmm. under under COVID. Of course, also challenges. So how to have well, basically how to have community with people when you are uh, not encouraged to be close to each other. Um, hard for people who have perhaps a trial a trial food bag uh, every other week who come to pick it up and you you greet each other with a with a with a mask on and you need to quickly exchange the food back to people that is of course not what a community supported agriculture is about that's not the way you want to meet your farmer mm-hmm. um, but yeah so that is and we're trying to find a way around that
0: mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's still nice to hear some of the good things that uh, came out of it because whenever I ask this question, it's always uh, it's generally grim situations only that are coming. I mean, I had my own business affected really badly from all the uh, restrictions and everything, which I support, of course, the restrictions. But then my heart bleeds when I support as well. Um, so, but um, we are almost at the end of. My questions. Um, And the final question is a big question again. Um, So, what do you think is the future of Omaha and the future of food? But I also want to add something else. We keep talking about um, Global North and Global South. What do you think Global North can learn from Global South?
1: Mm. (laughs) Indeed. Big. Um, big questions Um, as to the future of Obama. Well, it's clear that we've only just begun right in a sense. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a rich, full process that you just, all the time you realize, Oh, there's so much we want to do together. And um, which is, which is fantastic. It means that there is a, there would be so much, uh, also for many more people uh, to come and engage themselves with, and one could only imagine how it is. And there are other, other, other Omas. Um, there are other initiatives going on, and as such, just only want to believe that people would be finding their ways more and more to these initiatives and and realize that they are cornerstones of. Of change in society, they are not just some kind of like we say in Finnish "pikkupuhaa" and This kind of just some hippies, uh, you know, hopping around in the fields and and trying to do something nice together. Yeah, I think I think that's a tricky point in in our society. That do we understand that these kind of initiatives and that that rings back to what I've been saying? But do we understand that these initiatives are actually cornerstones for change, and are we wanting to take them serious and understand that they're not waste of time, but that Actually, in all the difficulties that there are with them, or the the out of way that you need to go, that that is actually part of the whole process of of change. But so, future future of Obama, yeah, I I, I think um, I, I, I I I I'm certainly hoping and believing that this invitation will be will be reaching more and more people, and that people will be um, coming out more and more. Um, Obama, in concrete terms, could be. Uh, together with the other farm, the cooperative, as it is could be um, producing food bags for some two hundred households, so in that sense we 're not yet even halfway. We are at about the ninety plus uh, food bag orders uh, per week um, and in not at all, uh, there is so much to be developed also in our production in our food bags in our in our cooperative and in our in our community mm-hmm. um, as to future future food. Um, yeah, I guess I've already been putting on the table that how Omama wants to challenge how global markets have come to determine what can be grown in Finland, no? Uh, again, this is, again, learning that have been doing in, in Omama from our farmer who has been talking about the fact that, you know, what all produced, there, what used to be grown in, in, in Finland like a 100 years ago. And, and um, um, the point is just that... Uh, it's it's just this, this this understanding. This can give a whole whole new ring uh, to what actually then uh, future food could um, be about. Um, and then on a more longer term, or like what I've been busy with, also already in the in our food bags and in our farm dining, is, is to to integrate more of the local and traditional methodology, uh, not because of nostalgia, but simply because of the efficient resource uh, use that is behind those. Uh, to combine that with global practices and tastes, um, which is something that are also consciously going behind within what is being grown in our edible food forest and to uh, to in that way then uh, address together that what could then be uh, the food of the future,
2: mm-hmm. so to
1: combine these different kind of uh, elements, you asked then about what is this learning from the global south i I think it is it is it is actually also fantastic and empowering to see. That um, these forms of organizing, like omama which i'm i 'm also going back to calling it of um wanting to be commoning around our commons, is it our food or is it other other issues people coming together it 's a form of organizing that we can see globally, and we can see in the global south there have already been so strong uh, communities and movements of in uh, particularly also uh, peasant peasant farmers like Coming together in, in movements like uh, Via Campesina, they have already been for so long organized and battling and fighting up. So I think their 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 resistance, their 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 fighting for what is being believed for, that is something for us to to join in hands on. Their resilience, their their and a lot of also their concrete um, practices, and that is also something that is very concretely what Omama wants to be engaged with. Exchanging, exchanging of practices also internationally. We are a lot linked to, and have cooperation with movements also uh, internationally. Is it, for instance, with Urgency, which is the network for community-supported agriculture in Europe? But that in itself extends its further towards food sovereignty processes, incorporating also global south. Um, so, definitely, there is a feeling that there is concrete learning concrete learning from practices and then i also put to the forefront that there is such amount to learn from their from their struggles that that have been held and and for us to take um to take power power from and and to join
0: yes okay well these are all my questions um is there any final comments uh, or or final words that you want to say the final words are going to be yours
1: mm-hmm. Um, thank you, thank you for giving us the opportunity to 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 share this. And um, I certainly hope, Ashley, that we'll have uh, also a little bit been looking at the work that you have been doing, and it will be nice to exchange a bit more mm-hmm. on um, on the beautiful food that you are making. You have to come to visit at the farm.
2: I want like to. And,
1: and who knows, we can still be doing something together. And to anybody, everybody else out there, um, most welcome, most yeah. welcome. Well to to come out to the farm if that would but, but please you or come to find us on Carl and Cotto or in any other way.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes uh, we should also mention uh, that there is there is on Karl there is the cafe. Uh, well the the
1: cafe is not running on a day-to-day basis yeah. but you can find us uh, Tuesday and, and Thursday evenings mm-hmm. um, but yeah do come find us.
0: Okay perfect well thank you and uh, I will certainly come to the farm. I'm just looking forward to that, uh, and um, and I will also, in general, follow uh, follow the work of Omama also in the future. So thank you and um, bye.